wickedness, altering the very form of nature. The people cower behind city walls, losing their connections to history and all hope of a better life. But five seasoned adventurers, Allegan, gnome sorcerer, Mativus, Verana Samurai, Nydia, Hag Hedgewitch, Ogan the Anvil, Human Cleric, and Ravy, Half-Orc Magus Librarian, will be called out of retirement to battle monsters and the sickness itself. Speak with the gods above and below and separate myth from truth. Join us for the Great Old Ones. Hi everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are going to start this uh, this cast already in session. We're about to jump into some combat, but before we get things rocking and rolling, um, let's get caught up on where we were last time. Uh, let's see. Well, Jim's got his mouth full. I was going to ask him to use his dulcet tones to give us a recap. Uh, after after many, many uh, years in our idyllic village and being pillars of the community in our various roles, uh, we ran into a young man named Gregory who was sent uh, from the nearby city to summon us to the court of, was it an archduke? Duke Braille. Duke Braille. Duke. Uh, who who us to the court of a duke. He, uh, duke. It was kind of shady on details, but as we uh, we packed all of our things and we kind of said goodbye to our town, we had been our hometown for a long time, uh, we kind of got on the road and uh, along our way, we ran into a very, very unusual stag uh, as we made camp. Uh, it looked like it had been taken over by what we all know as the sickness. Now, see, that's where things get a little crazy because, and this is something Maat and I were discussing earlier in the group chat, the sickness manifests itself more in a, uh, a personification of nature. So like uh, where, where, let's say, a bear who would typically live in burrows or a cave, if it were to come down with the sickness, um, it would become larger. Uh, its claws might take on more of an earthen appearance. It might... Uh, grow some horns. Uh, it, it's its coat may become more uh, dappled. May even grow some some lichen, some moss, and such on it. Um, or in in this in the case of a stag, since you guys are facing a stag right now, um, the stag would grow larger. Its fur would maybe become more mossy. Its antlers would grow more like uh, like branches with live growth on them, uh, and it would become more primal. The sickness makes everything more more uh, more primal, more nature-based. What the party is facing currently is a stag that's, that's skin is splitting open in different places. Its hide is covered with uh, an oily sheen. There are uh, eyes that seem to be protruding from it in different spaces. Um, black tendrils uh, of meat and sinews are whipping out of its wounds. Its, its facial skin seems to be rotted and peeled back. Uh, revealing more of a, a skeletal face. Um, this looks more like a, a twisted... Like John, like John Carpenter's The Thing, exactly. but a stag. Very much, <laughs> very much so. Uh, uh, it, in, in fact, that's probably nailing it uh, with the visceral and ichor and whatnot that's dripping. And it was it was just kicking butt running towards the party. So we're going to drop into initiative. What happened uh, when I blinded it? It's. I mean, you blinded it. Okay. So it's, but it's still charging at us anyway. Yeah, right. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, Blindly it wants, charging. It wants, it wants to eat y'all. 
Um, okay. Or smack you with its pseudopods. Alright, you fuck me! Shit! What? Holy crap! Get it out! <laughs> I think uh, you go first. Friends at home, he rolled a 21. <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, he's actually going to go before the stag even gets close enough to attack yes. melee. So you can may possibly run towards it before it makes it to you guys. Uh, uh, it's a swift action. of like a free action. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a, a, tra a, fe a class feature called Challenge. Okay. Which just, uh, just lets me deal seven damage. Just willy nilly. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a touch. It's uh, it's got ex brackets next to it. Yeah, I mean it makes sense to me. You're challenging it. That's cool. So we'll drop seven damage on him. So do I have to move up to him? With yes, that? I, you would have to move within his range. Okay. Just so you know, though, that's gonna make you my huckleberry. <laughs> that's all right. All right. Got some other stuff in the trunk. <laughs> oh, you got a whole bag of tricks you're gonna drop on us, eh? Yep. <laughs> uh, this will be fun. Okay, so let me see. You do seven automatically. Yep. And uh, if any, basically, the penalty for me is if uh, anything else attacks me, I have minus two AC to the any other enemies that I've not challenged. Gotcha. But as long as it's one-on-one -on -one combat, you're solid. Yeah. Cool, baby. All right. So he's going to take seven. Cool. cool. All right. And then I'm Can you gonna... guys see his health bar? Yeah, I see everyone's. Can you see I'm the stacks? Oh, the stacks. Oh, the stags. Stags. No, cannot. But we should. Yeah. Should we? Yeah. Okay. You should see his health bar. I mean, he's got a health bar. Like <laughs> Like a boss fight. Can you get him to flash red and yellow when he gets low on health? No. Spoilers, <laughs> boss fight? No. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, that would put, so that was 21. So then I'm going on an 18. So that's going to be me. Uh, and I am going to proceed to try to attack. Oh, uh, my challenge was a swift action, so do I get another attack? Yeah, you get your, oh, you, that's right, you get your 21, so yeah. Okay, so cool. Uh, I've got some feats that help me with my attacks. Uh, so the first one, that's it. Uh, yeah, weapon focus katana. I get a plus one on my attack roll. Okay. Uh, so I just do that on the advance roll, dice roll thing. Just right. So click, click on the the stag. So it's highlight for you. And then when you roll your dice on your sheet, I can't click it. What, will it let you click it? No. Nope. I wonder why I saw it. Did, okay, he's moving. Clearly he's moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wouldn't let me click either, I was going to say. Uh, that's weird. Should I let you click on it? Welcome to old school gamers learning roll 20. Yeah, we're rolling. Sorry, gang. I'm trying, this should work. Listen, we've got plenty of Scooby Snacks. We're good. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not sure why it's not letting this stuff work. All right, let's see. Come on, buddy. I know you're attached to a sheet and you have hit points. Ram him into him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like playing with action figures. Just gonna wait. Where are you going, there. buddy? <laughs> right. Gonna take a drink from the water. <laughs> 
pleasure. You know. Okay. All right. I don't know why he's not letting you click on him. That's frustrating. Hmm. School. Cool. Screw it. We're doing an old school. <laughs> roll I got, roll I, dice. I got pen and paper. Just roll on the machine, and we'll see what happens. Okay. So, right. with my weapon focus, uh, get a plus one to my roll. Get twenty. You just rolled a nineteen. Good awesome. lord. Nicely done, sir. So I take it that hits. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you definitely hit his AC. And now to make it sweeter, weapon specialization, Katana, I get plus two to my damage rolls. Nice. Oh, 19. 19. Oh, yeah, he took, a, he took a hell of a beating on that one. All right. Yeah, he looks, uh, he looks less than pleased with that. As much as less than pleased that a crazed, so pseudo-possessed undead beast monster could look. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you just slash into him. Yeah, you know, the first challenge attack, you nick him. The second attack, you kind of switch the blade backwards, drag it through the flesh, cut off a couple of pseudopods, gouge a couple of his eyes. Uh, wow, your katana does a d20 of damage? That's, that's impressive. I was wondering the same thing. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know if yeah, that was because no, of the challenge. That's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> so I say I have a two-handed warhammer, and that only does one d8 plus two. I'm like, wow. Everybody's <laughs> down his good side. My bad, my bad. Uh, we all would like a turn. <laughs> Can I bump on your sword? Mm -hmm. Oh, hang on. Oh, that seems more realistic. To me. <laughs> I need to change the dice. The D8? Yeah, one D8. Sorry, my bad. Okay, man. Can you just no roll? Worries. You should be able to roll off your sheet where the where the katana is next to your attack. You should be able to roll, and it, it should just roll it. You won't have to roll the, the dice roller on the uh, roll 20. Your sheet should still be able to roll your attack. I'm just calculating everything here on this page. So. I found it with the, the last one with the, uh, the roll. But it's A plus 2. So you did 10? 10, yeah. Cool. You still do pretty good damage, man. Alright, let's see. Yeah, Alright. Next in the order should be me. I'm going on 18. And I am going to attack you. So I have another feat here that is a dodge, which gains me one. One dodge to my AC. Okay. How do I add that in? Well, it should. It'll take into account when I roll this. Hypothetically, if I've done this correctly, it should all work. If I haven't done it correctly, we'll all just laugh and figure it out. Okay, okay. So thirteen versus your AC. I don't believe thirteen will hit. What's your AC? Ah, twelve. Yeah. All right. So I do hit you. Yeah. So you're gonna take fourteen. Ouch. One of its pseudopods, from the the gas you created in its side, uh, a black uh, lump of muscle slides out and slaps you uh, hard in the chest. It feels like uh, feels like it's taking the air out of you, as if the air has become um, thin when it kind of touches your body. 
Very disgusting. Next on the order will be Ravi. 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 Thank you. You're right. Okay. All right. So that's nasty. Also, my heart goes out for Tavius right now. So I'm a little, I'm a little verklempt. So I'm going to have to cast some magic. <laughs> uh, let's see. Out of my prepared spells for the day, I'm going to go ahead and flare. Thanks to Maat's spell. That is true. Flare will not affect me, correct? That is correct. Awesome. Damn it. Good spell, though. <laughs> I'm learning magic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. cast this brilliant flash of light. And the beast seems not affected at all. Well, we've all been out of practice in the combat situation. Exactly. So. Hey, look. I'm, I'm, searching, I'm searching for the right book. Obviously, I haven't <laughs> found it yet. <laughs> so uh, that will lead, lead us to Mahat. Your turn. Okay. So Nydia reaches out a hand, uh, all scrunched up and uh, points it at the stag and says, let's see if some arthritis can deter you. Uh, so it doesn't so seem to say D's. how much damage yet. So I'm gonna 1D6 per round. I have to roll it. I, right. I, I thought it would do it automatically. Well, let me see if I can save first. We okay. Save. I, uh, I do not save. No, you had to, to roll a 20. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty nice spell. That's a damn nice spell. <laughs> this I is like my first spell. time doing damage. So where is where I do dice? Well, you're going to be rolling a d6, right? Should I just so, roll one here? Yeah, just roll. I mean, you can either go to the little dice icon above the question mark on the sidebar, like next to the map. There should be a little sidebar that shows oh, like an arrow in the square. Yes. There's like a d20 in there. Yeah, if you click the d20, it's a d6. Yeah. So that would be arthritis from four of our um, of of my patients. Nice. Now, does this this is every round too? Holy crap! Yep. That's a good one. For ten rounds, anyway. Well played. We shouldn't need any longer than that, though. I'm going to clap my hands and jump in the air that someone knew a better magic spell. All right, cool. Um, so that brings us to Allegan. I am going to keep it old school and simple. And we're going to roll a magic missile. Hell yeah, magic missile. So let's see. I think for this one I'm doing... 46 plus 4, right? Four. I think it's a D4. Yeah, four, yes. 44 plus 4. Plus 4. Good. Nice. Googly moogly. Nice roll. Oh boy. Well, so, yeah. Clap again. Done. And I jump even higher. Out of my questionable wow. looking, uh, uh, <laughs> out of my questionable looking staff flies four arrows. Uh, wow. He just, you just rolled 17 damage for magic missiles, prop. <laughs> so this, these, these, these magic missiles emanate out and spiral through the air and the octarine spectrum slamming into this thing, uh, really battering it. <laughs> Um, well done. That was Thank nice. you. Because and I yet, I'm still mad about that one. Magic missiles. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, and now we are at Ogan. 
I'm going to uh, come in here, help out uh, Matavius with the melee, oh. make Clang guide by hand, and put this monstrosity back where it belongs. Let's see what we got. Boom! 19. Boom goes 10 damage. Lima. Yeah, man, you just Oof. slam into it. Jeez, you, you break off one of its horns, just colliding with it. Well done, Judah. That's my hammer's name. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you, you uh, it actually kind of, its front legs go down, and you kind of bring the front of it low. Like, it, you haven't killed it, but you definitely put a hurting on that that dude. Wow. Well done, man. It looks, uh, it looks not, not long for this world. Okay. Uh, back to the top of the order, then. Um, that's going to be Latavius, yeah? So I'm just gonna go for another, another attack. Right on. Nineteen. Jeez, you guys got the heavy rolls tonight. Yeah, you hit it. Awesome. Well, no, so I said just a twenty. I just meant to be a, a one plus son. But uh, his damage. Free. <laughs> <For a> mighty free. <laughs> <laughs> Good so, job, Tavis. Every little bit. Wow, man, this is really. This is nice. I like this. I don't feel bad for the shit I have in store for you now. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so that would be me. Um, I'm rethinking my station in life. Uh, uh, all right, I'm going to lash out at Matavius with a, another pseudopod. So it, you know, it splits open part of its neck in this kind of oily green piece of muscle that normally is wrapped around the spinal column and one of its legs slithers out and lashes into you. Uh, no, it doesn't. does absolutely nothing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not, not with an eight. Not with an eight. Fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to, uh, it's going to try to bite uh, Ogin's legs. Okay. I have a and, thirteen, uh, and an eleven is not gonna not gonna do much there either. So it's struggling, man. This thing is hurting. Okay, so that would be Ravy. That's you. All right, so I'm going to pull out another book. Okay. I've rolled my <laughs> random again. Right. We can I'm, see now that we can see the stag really, really well. <laughs> really <laughs> well. Very bright. I'm going to Good cast. Lighting. Fire snake. Oh, just there. There's a Whoa. good spell. Whoa, that sounds cool. That sounds really cool. So let's see. Fire snake uh, creates a sinuous line of flames that you may shape as desired. Five foot square per caster level. Each square must be adjacent to the previous square. Wow, dude. One d six points of fire see. damage. Yeah. So so it just. Uh, I mean, go ahead and, and can you can you make like a line from your character where it's going to go? Just a straight line, yeah. I guess, and right from you. I, I would say a straight line. Okay. No one's in my way. <laughs> well, go Thank ahead you. and uh, roll that damage. Okay. Uh, let's see. What am I rolling on this one? Uh, 1d6 points of fire damage per caster level. So 76, I believe. Okay. <laughs> Glad I'm out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember where to pull up the dice again. Apologies. On the top left, there's a little icon of, with oh. like a magnifying glass and stuff. The one is, uh, it looks like a 20-sided dice. 
If you click on that, it'll give you your dice options. I'm in, so 76, gotcha. Watch this be ridiculous. Yeah. 17, not bad. Look at all my ones! (laughs) I have three ones and a two. Hey, 17 is still 17, man. So this, uh, the grass erupts in flames as this viper of, of fire just kind of emanates from the book. Whoa! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Matavius and I are like, whoa! <laughs> Damn! Get out of the way! A little bit of uh, Matavius's hair and uh, and just lashes into this stag. Uh, you know, pieces of fat start to bubble. Its skin starts to singe. It starts to smell like burnt hair. Oh, that was bad. Now, uh, yeah, wow. wow. Well done, guys. Well done. It's hurting. It's it's really it's close. It's real close. Um, so that would be Nidia is next. Okay, and you give it four damage because its arthritis is really acting up. Okay, is that how much you rolled for this turn? Well, that that was from the arthritis one. Oh, do I roll again? Yeah, you re-roll every turn. Oh, okay. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Never it's not mind. constant damage. Because you might roll a six, you might roll a one. It's whatever you roll every turn. And then you take your other actions. All right, so, so two this time. Two from arthritis this round. All right. And then I scrolled up past my... There it is. I would like to give them a touch of bloodletting. Oh, wait, no, is that a touch thing? Forget that. I ain't touching that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, well, poop. Um, all right, we'll call my bees. Okay. So I, I lick my finger, I feel the wind, and then I do a little whistle. I'm not gonna actually whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> thanks. And then a whole, you hear this as this big swarm of bees comes towards the stag. You want to go ahead and roll that uh, 2d6 for me? Thanks. False poison. Yeah, that's going to be brutal. Are those the bees laughing? Yes, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's that's my wife. We have some people downstairs. Over that's downstairs. Awesome. She sounds so happy. I, every time I see her, she's just she a bright, joyful person. Oh, she is. That's awesome. So, um, the, the so you first... Roll another- I I I just clicked it twice, so it's eight. Oh, okay. Um, it's eight in total. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh man. Okay, that's really funny. Um, so it it looks like you could breathe on it and it would fall over. I blow on it then. I uh, way far away. No, no, no! You don't want to inhale. <laughs> yeah. But the, these bees just come out of out of the left field, and they just start stinging and swarming on this thing. And its eyes are puffing up, and its body's collapsing. It's not even holding itself off the ground anymore. It's it's moving, but it's no longer standing. Okay. Uh, All right. And uh, that would be Allegan. That's so, you. So, so if it's it. at that point, I would like to move closer because then I will want to figure out what's going on. The Round, wait, 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 back up. But I can move, right? I'm not going to actually do that yet. I just. Oh, okay. Move. Yeah, you can move. So I'll move over here by Tavis. Okay. If if I can nickname you Matavis. <laughs> I yeah, figure 
we've known you long enough. <laughs> All right, Allegan, what's your move, man? Uh, let's see. I'm going to step up here next to Ravi. And Ravy. then Ravi, I apologize. I'm going to step up next to Ravi. I have notes on how to pronounce everybody's <laughs> name. <laughs> and uh, I blow on the stag. <laughs> like, literally. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's down. It, yeah. <laughs> Minimum, it's at one hit point. Minimum damage. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's why I was like, holy crap. Is it I eight? blow, and the ice just... Yeah. And this thing, uh, you must do you want me to roll just to see? Or? Touch attack with the range to deal damage to a target, it says. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> do you want me to, I can roll if you want? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah you got it. That'll do it, sir. <laughs> That'll do it. So, uh, yeah, it, it, its body kind of uh, shudders and contorts, and uh, its, its head just kind of lulls to the side. Um, and it, uh, it lets out, like, this kind of guttural um, groaning sound, and then it just kind of collapses. And the black oily tentacles and eyes begin to kind of undulate and melt, kind of like um, if you put lard in a hot pan. And you just watch it go from like that white form to just this sheen across the ground. Um, you can't discern eye and tentacle from just this kind of oily goo that's seeping into the earth. Well, um, darn it. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of leaves this defiled corpse surrounded by this sort of putrid stain uh, around the body of this beast. And that's what you see. I'm going uh, to I'm going to pray over the beast. Okay. That his soul that his soul is at rest, and that the uh, the abomination that had taken over it goes back to the hell where it came from. And I thank my God for victory in battle. Is oh. that what? So that's what your character thinks it was, because it wasn't the sickness. They did. It didn't seem to have an actual disease that I could diagnose. Well, last uh, do I want to roll not knowledge arcane, or I was actually going to have you roll a perception check when you go to pray. Okay. I got a six, so I didn't perceive anything. Yeah, you didn't perceive shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you're, you're, I, I, I just, just uh, you down know. in the muck. <laughs> can I do I the just, same thing? Yeah, uh, you can, go, go ahead. Because I did diagnose disease last game, yeah, and it not, showed nothing. Yeah, this is not that. This is for uh, a roll for something else. So Arcana? No, it's just perception no. roll. Oh, perception. That's right. Yeah, it's just. just um, I would say. Mativus can also make a perception check because he's close enough. Can I warn against staying near the multi weird bubbling festering puddle of goo? Well, I don't plan on touching it. Yes, okay. that is a deal. We All can right. make that deal. Mativus <laughs> perceived the hell yeah, out of it, whatever it is. Heidi <laughs> <laughs> doesn't see shit, but Mativus perceives it. Uh, you You see in the in the thick of hide and muscle and sinew uh there's an arrow that's sticking out of the body of this creature and it looks ornate uh so that that to you a as a town guard b as somebody who kind of is a, a bit of a constable of cinderfall uh that looks like a clue one would say <laughs> what I'm going to do is, first of all, I'm just going to slide my katana into the temple of the stag's head. Okay. And just uh, kind of look at uh, Nadia and go, better to be safe. 
that. I don't get. A, I'll get a cloth and put it around my hand. I'll carefully make sure I'm not stepping in any of the tar, and I'll pull the arrow out. All right. Making sure none of that tar stuff actually touches me. No, it doesn't move. The beast doesn't move. It actually, its body actually seems to uh, relax once the arrow is removed, almost okay. as if uh, the the it has been cleansed when you pull the arrow out. So there is some body. Yes. It's not all goo. It's not all goo. All the eyeballs and tentacles and stuff are what was melting into the fetid goo. Uh, that starts to dissipate the minute he removes, like even the sheen that's bled into the ground, that starts to dissipate once he removes the arrow from the, the, the corpse. Well, now I, I feel super terrible. Because <laughs> if we had just removed the arrow, the, de- the deer could have lived. I'm sure it would stop attacking if you asked. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way I could get in and check this goop out before it all dissipates? Uh, I mean, you can make a move to kind of get towards it, uh, but let me let me figure out what Mativius is doing with the okay. arrow first. Uh, do I recognize this type of arrow at all? Like, yeah, okay. Kind of so, I'll describe it to you, and what you do with it is your choice. The arrow is sleek. It's ebon in color. Um, wooden charm a wooden charm hangs from it near uh, where the fletching is on the back. Uh, the arrowhead uh, is is kind of really peculiar because it seems to be fashioned <clears throat> out of a rat skull with a... Shut up, Matt. With a strange glass vial attached to the underside of it. And inside that vial is a thick green fluid that seems to stain the glass. Can uh, I ask Matavius, uh, may I please cast Detect Magic to see if we're doing this magical thing here? Go for it. Do I, what does the, uh, the little totem look like? The, well? wooden, the wooden charm yeah, uh, is, uh, it's got a, hold on, a, a skull that is wreathed in vines. So it is a, it is a, it's the depiction of a skull that has a wreath of vines around it. Thanks. I'll, uh, I'll, obviously I'll hand it out so you can cast Detect Magic on it. Uh, let's see what we got for our Detect Magic. I roll a 20. The arrow itself is not magical, um, but the charm is. Okay, can I roll Arcana to see if I recognize it? Religion would probably do a better job at this or point. Religion, okay. Yeah. Mm, no. Mm-hmm. You're not going to recognize it. Can I uh, snoop over and take a look? Yeah, I mean, the whole party can... You guys can... I, I don't know what you guys are doing as a party, but you feel free to interact with each other and talk. I'm here to... Can I would really love to take a look at this arrow. Yeah, there's some strange group in this, and I can't tell what it is, so have a guys. And I'll... Uh, well, I, tell, I tell them what I learned from the Detect Magic, that the arrow itself isn't magic, but the vial and the charm are. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try an alchemy on whatever goop is left around. I've got my alchemist gloves on to protect my hands. Yeah, I'll put the uh, cloth down by the arrow on the floor so not to stab anyone with it by accident. <laughs> Probably the best idea. Uh, let me let me jump over here real quick. I'm grabbing my notes. Hold on one second. And I'll, uh, I want to call Gregory over as well. All right, so where are we at with rolls? 
what the hell? Fortunately, religion isn't my forte. Okay, so let's roll back up. Um, detect magic, not magic, but it is, the charm is magical. Knowledge, religion, nothing, Ravi, nothing. Allegheny, um, Allegan, uh, whatever that substance is, is foreign to you, but it is definitely uh, made of something putrid and more than likely uh, would be the cause of whatever the manifestations on this stag were, is the, the poisonous toxin that was injected via, it almost looks like the rat skull and piece of glass on the arrow is like a, um, a syringe of sorts. Okay. So as if the skull was the, the needle and the vial itself was the, the container for said poison and would deliver that poison to the beast. I will share that with everybody. But you don't know exactly what it is. It's just putrid and nasty, and that's what is responsible for everything all over the stag. As far as what it is, its chemical components, what it's possibly made out of, I have absolutely no clue. And that freaks you out. Um, let me... Because that's a hell of a role. Yeah, let me think and see if uh, anything from Knowledge Planes. Uh, the 20 is going to give you the... I would say that you recognize the, the, the charm, the symbol on the charm. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol for a goddess named Kindrel, uh, the sorceress, the harpy queen, the hag goddess. Uh, her holy symbol is a skull wreathed in vines. Um, she gains pleasure from corruption in all forms. She normally appears as a, as a woman, a stunning woman, dressed in a beautiful gown, wearing a very ornate ebon jewelry, um, only to shift her appearance to whatever uh, the, the person viewing her or beings viewing her fear the most. Um, she's, she wants to be the witch queen, uh, but she has only been uh, seen as the queen of hags. Um, although that still is a pretty weighty title in the planar respect of things. She's a dangerous foe. Very dangerous foe. Uh, well, I will, of course, share this information with everybody, especially Nadia. Yeah, she she clenches her jaw. Uh, I'm going to turn around and look at Gregory. He's passed out. Good. <laughs> Matavis, uh, it looks like you took some wounds there in the battle. May I heal you? It's but a scratch, but sure. Um, <laughs> can, may I hold on to the vial? And uh, spend some time on it and see if I can think, like, is this something I could maybe think of a cure for? I don't know. Okay. Maybe you guys. <laughs> um... <clears throat> It begins to rain. Just, just okay, I, just, I just healed him for twenty. Cure moderate. Oh, killer! Well done, man. Jeez. Nice. Clang you. is definitely with you. I um, again thank my God for for the power He puts through me and all my Almighty Furnace of um, life. <laughs> almighty Furnace, can you find us a place that isn't wet? I hate. Water. Well, as it as it begins to rain, um, something hits the ground. It makes a strange squishing sound. Oh, boy. Great. And then there's 
another squishing sound, and then another, and then all around you, the landscape begins to become dotted with uh, small, tiny little puddles of blood because it is currently raining entrails and bits of organ. Whoa, that can't be good. Now, in the distance, you remember that thunder we talked about? It's crackling. Uh, And you all begin to feel, uh, for the most brief of moments, a strange vibration ripple through the air. Those of you that felt it earlier recognize it as the sensation you felt earlier. But now everybody feels it. Earlier in the bar earlier? Yes. Now here's the crazy thing. Um, Ravi, you were looking back. Ravi, you were looking back at Father Gregory. He's laying unconscious in the dirt. The fear clearly has overwhelmed him, and he collapsed. Uh, but w- what's really strange to you is that emanating from the staff that he's clutching in his hands is a domed field of energy that resembles, in the most faintest way, uh, an iridescent network of interlocking feathers made of energy. And the dome seems to be allowing rain to pass through it. But the entrails and organs that are falling from the sky right now, and they're not like, you know, pancreases and giant stomachs and stuff. I mean, it's little bits of of pancreas. (laughs) Uh, Like hail, but hail made of spongy organ. Uh, They don't seem to be making it through this small dome that's over it. It's like like a pup tent sized dome. Can we enter it? Uh, you guys can put your hands through it, but it seems like because he's laying down, the way that it's manifesting itself, it's only kind of over him. But you can touch him and, and prod him and poke him. Okay. Can we lift him up? Yeah, yeah. When you when you actually, uh, if somebody's attempting to actually move him, he kind of sits up and he goes, oh, oh, goodness, goodness. Uh, and he, he kind of sits up and he stands up. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know what overcame me. Uh Oh, goodness. And he looks at the sky and sees the bits of, of ichor falling. And he, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, and he holds the staff. And he takes a deep breath. And he inhales. And he exhales. And the dome grows. Makes a, probably about a 20-foot circle dome above all of you. Uh, it spreads until it's shielding the entire party from gore. And the rain is still passing through it, but the bits of flesh and organ are not able to cross the boundary created by the staff and he looks up and he says this is just strange I've never heard of this guy raining bits of organ before yeah usually we don't get this this time of year but (laughs) (laughs) during organ season yeah but not now (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm assuming we have like tents and stuff uh, that we brought with us since we're on the road I would assume so yeah um if I have the vial right now, can I put the vial in? Like, is the vial, vial okay being in that um, dome? Yeah, it's it's there. I mean, you you brought it in, so it's there. Has it changed at all? No. Gregory, do you control the staff as far as the shield that's over us right now? Uh, no. I actually do not know how this works. I prayed and... Uh, hoped that you would also be protected like I was being protected and now it seems to have listened and is protecting all of us. Has this done this before? No. So I'll show him the charm on the arrow and go, does this mean anything to you? 
Oh, that looks like a. Um, oh, oh, yes. That um, I recognize that. That's a. Uh, what do they call it? A zipper pull, right? Yes. When you when you you pull up the fasteners on clothing. Not quite. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Does your Lord of Chains guy have uh, any other enemies we need to know about? Um, none that he has made me aware of, or anybody at the church made me aware of, anyways. Not that I would know. Um, but he could. I, I imagine that everybody has a lot of enemies. Um, and while he's babbling, Ravi, uh, um, Ravi, I, I need you to go ahead and make a perception check for me. Oh, God, you made it by one. <laughs> Out of the corner of your eye, while he's talking to the party, and the party is looking slightly exasperated, you see... Uh, from the top of the staff a familiar uh, threads of gossamer energy uh, and they begin to churn and move and form as an item you carry also churns and moves and forms into an avian shape and now sitting on top of the staff you're the only one that sees this currently everybody else probably sees it you know, I would say 12 seconds from now. So you get two rounds essentially to react before we all see them. Uh, there is what looks like a pudgy little uh, six inch tall owl. It's gray and white, and it has our uh, yellow eyes that kind of churn with starlight, with like a spectral starlight. And it's looking <laughs> at Father Gregory with a mix of pity and worry. Much like a, a large dog would sort of small dog who doesn't understand how to feed itself yet. Gregory, is the owl yours? Everybody kind of looks up at this owl, and this owl just kind of looks down at all of you. And finally, ah. Gregory goes, I didn't know there was an owl. And it, you know, he, he slides down and lands on his knees and puts his head against the staff and he says, Oh, great father owl who watches over all of us, I, I am but a humble servant in your presence, my lord. Thank you so much for beseeching me with your power and making yourself manifest in front of me. Oh, and he, you know, kind of drops into a low uh, prayer as he seems to be reciting tenets, uh, but he seems to be getting them mixed up. You guys can kind of hear him, but it's more of a low, uh, you know, humbling groan as he's, he's praying to the staff. All this little fat owl just kind of looks at all of you. I wave. I'm Is focused it, on the vial. It's, it's animated like... Yeah, I asked Gravy, I'm like, you know something of this totem? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I can consult my books and see if there's anything I can It's a, It's a Solaris it. manifestation. That's what I thought. Yeah. So if it's a Solaris manifestation, would I be able to communicate with it? Um, I would say that you would be able to communicate with it, um, but this seems ancient. And when I say ancient, I mean like... 10,000 years. Gotcha. All Solaris manifestations, as far as anyone knows, are bound to weapons. And this is clearly bound to a small statue that you, was told, you were told was popped off of the top of a crypt somewhere and was mounted to the top of a metal staff. Okay. So this is not... This is stone, not metal, for one. Okay. So this would be way off book. But it's like you're looking at it, and I mean being what you are, you're like, that's that's what it is, but how the hell is it that old? Walt City. 
which is where my head is going as far as where everything came from. So I'm going to look at it. Can I roll knowledge history on it? Go for it. You would, um, there are vague recollections that the owls were the first couriers. Um, and in your mind, while you, you're not sure how it would connect, you almost have an inclination that by first couriers, this may very well be the first courier. Well, that's, that's big news. <laughs> I, I would share this news with my party. Um, as far as being a scribe of Solaris, this is very important. Uh, and I would like to see if I could communicate with this owl, but I don't think it's probably going to talk back to me, seeing how it's so ancient. I mean, talk to the owl. We'll see what happens. Who Who's your master? And it just kind of looks at you. It kind of cocks its head to one side. As if to say, what's a master? <laughs> oh, great. Ask it about the chains, dude. Do you know the Lord of Chains? Uh, it, it looks at you as if to say, yes. Oh, are we in trouble? It, if an owl could shrug... This is not good. This is not good. Do we want to get out of the rain? It kind of looks at you and it floats off the top of the. Uh, it doesn't seem to fly, it seems to float as if a dandelion um, floats through the air, a moat of dust. It um it floats and and Father Gregory is still just completely praying you know I'm going to follow after it. <laughs> well, it yeah. it's not even left the dome yet. It it floats okay. off the top and it it floats over and it lands on Ogren's shoulder and it looks at him. It kind of rubs its head against the side of your head, um, and you get a very uh, a sense of of warmth about you. Mm. Uh, being a cleric, you are aware that those that walk. Uh, and those that watch, being the two different categories of gods and deities in Maya, um, have kind of a rivalry. The owl, being one of those that walk, is uh, is a deity that would, you know, respect Klein. So those churches have always been churches that uh, that have a good relationship. So uh, priest-wise, it's is it's a symbol of recognition. I I I. I do the best I can non-verbally to recognize him as well and you know, offer respect to kind of rub my head back and then the way it, uh, you would if he's on my shoulder and I say I say we serve we serve similar masters and I, I respect and honor your tradition it nods it's, if an owl could be pleased this owl now looks pleased and it kind of puffs itself up and spreads its fat little wings its fat little tail feathers and it floats over it kind of circles uh, Nadja's head because she had asked if they should get out of the rain and it's looking at you and I'm assuming you're looking at it sure yeah and then it, it starts to drift uh, towards the east the little owl is starting kind of moving towards the east and look back at you and blink a few times and then drift a little farther and then look back at y'all follow that bird was that the way we were headed? <laughs> right 
Uh, yeah. kind of. Okay. In a roundabout sort of way. It's safe. I trust Ravy, so I'll trust the owl. I'm going with the owl. Let's follow that I'm bird. I'm following the owl. Yeah. Okay. Someone I'll, drag uh, Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, use prestidigitation to make kind of crude coverings over us. Uh, Umbrellas well, or some such thing. So the uh, that'll actually you, you touch into the octarine, you make some little coverings over everybody. The rain is still coming through the dome created by the staff, but it's not hitting you all too terribly hard because uh, Al has made the little uh, the domes. You guys are kind of making your way, and the owl seems to be leading you into uh, into some more thickly wooded area. Um, and it's, it seems to stop every little bit in the air and just kind of hover in the back of you so you can catch up, and then it floats more deeply into the forest. Um, this seems to be a guardian spirit. I assume he's leading us somewhere safe. So, uh, Let me get a perception check from everybody. Oh, that was a good one, too. <laughs> was that your D20? Oh, there we go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so 26, 21, 24, with Ogan rolling a natch 20. <laughs> wow, guys. So, uh, Allegan, Nydia, and Ogan, you guys, um, you feel like right at the corners of your vision, like where you can see into the wood, there's there are things out there but you feel like whatever's out there isn't getting any closer but you definitely you definitely feel like you're being watched like there's some there's some shit out beyond but it's not coming any close and you guys travel for about i'd say about 45 minutes into the woods and you you continue to kind of be aware that there's something out there in the, but they're keeping their distance but it's not whatever it is isn't getting any closer okay obviously solaris's totem is i mean i'm, I'm i don't know that's metagaming yeah. <laughs> i'll try i'm gonna try looking uh what's the term askance mm-hmm. is there anything you see some movement something there, there's there's a couple of things whatever the hell's out there <laughs> Um, so but you guys I'm travel. being foolish and I'm following forward. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the owl seems to say it's safe. So, um, but do I see any evidence of the sickness in the woods? It's funny you say that. Um, there is a loud crack to your left. All of you turn, startled, to see what the hell it was, and there's nothing there. And then when you turn back. Uh, you see a massive viper coming out of the woods. (laughs) When I say massive, I mean, this thing looks to be uh, the size of a a tree. Um, Its scales look to be a blend of traditional snake scales and bark-like growth uh, that gives it the appearance of literally a living tree. It's it's giant viper hood, like cobra-like hood is very leaf-like. You can see the veins running through it, and it's rimmed with these thorn-like protrusions. And it opens its massive mouth. It could easily swallow any of you. 
uh, opens its massive mouth to reveal large saber-sized fangs, dripping with like a thick, sap-like toxic venom. All of you have one round to take an action. We'll we'll just uh, we'll go with the same initiative. So we'll go. Oh, well, no, we'll reverse the initiative. So let's go, Ogan first. Ogan. I, I stand my ground. I stand defensive. I ready my hammer. Okay. Say a silent prayer. I'm set. I'm gonna try to stay within the range of the owl, though. Evidently, it's affording us some protection. So. Okay. Owl again. Oh. Yeah, I'm just gonna no. ready another shield. <laughs> Real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, this is yeah. like the the kind of symptoms that we've noticed from the sickness. This right? is the definitely like... the sickness. Okay. This is the okay. sickness. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, Al, again, you're ready to shield. Um, Nadia, what are you doing? Um. Uh, I'll just pick something. I will do um. Ray of sickness. Okay. Jeez. You rolled a twenty for the caster check. Uh, fortitude save. So, okay. So I point my my long skinny finger at the at the snake, and a little black the spell has no no effect on a creature that is already sickened. Oh, yep. darn it. Or is this a different? Does that count toward that? Is no, it a different thing? We will see what the effect is on the on this, the viper's turn. <laughs> Oh. Uh, sicknesses I can cure, and uh, and the sickness, capital letters, the sickness, <laughs> I have no effect on. Right, so this would be more of a template, and le- in game terms, I would say that it was more of a template addition to a, a beast than it would be a uh, an actual illness like the cold or a plague or something, uh, like a something mundane like the black. Plague. These are some cool spells I'm not familiar with at all. It's pretty. Uh, Which spells are the shit, dude? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, um, okay, so, so scholar spells. Oh yeah. So you point your finger, your long crooked finger, and this ray of black uh, ick flies out, kind of bashes into the side of its neck, kind of bleeds into its veins. You can see it. You're not sure if it's taking hold or not, but it's definitely doing something. Um, it landed. Yeah, it definitely landed. Ravy, what are you doing? Uh, how close am I to this thing? Uh, it's probably maybe 10 feet from you guys. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm doing a random for a book, and I'm preparing a spell. Mativius, what are you doing, bro? Uh, I'm going to get on my Samurai's Banner, uh, which gives a plus t- 60 feet, plus 2 to morale bonus, saving throws against fear, and nice. a plus 1 morale bonus on attack rolls uh, made as part of my charge. Nice. Nice buff. Very cool. Alright, and then uh, that's going to be the Owl. The small owl, um, it, it appears to look more, um, more judgmental uh, than anything else, uh, and it, it kind of moves towards the uh, the viper, getting between its head and you guys. And it seems to be the more dominant of the two creatures, uh, and it's chittering irritably in the face of this giant viper. 
um, which is kind of a strange sight to all of you because this thing is smaller than this viper's eye and uh, and they seem to almost be conversing uh, some of you have heard tell that the sickness gives uh, all of the beasts of the land the ability to communicate with each other They're no longer um, beholden to one animalistic language uh, you know, burrowing creatures speak with other burrowing creatures birds of the sky speak with other birds of the sky vipers speak with other vipers uh, the sickness uh, has been told to allow all animals to communicate with each other uh, in almost a unified tongue and it seems like this pudgy lao is giving this giant viper a piece of its mind <laughs> and uh, the viper recedes back into the woods and uh, you all lose sight of it and the, lo- the little owl looks back towards you and uh, it kind of motions into uh, the distance towards the east and I you shove can... my book back in my bag <laughs> I say thank you and it chitters um, and you can see a large tree uh, massive like the, the trunk of the tree would be uh, the size of maybe three or four small houses uh, with the this massive knotwork of, uh, of roots kind of coming out of the earth and forming around it, uh, creating this very kind of strange, uh, huge manifestation of the power of nature. And the fluffy little owl starts to fly towards it. Are there elves inside making cookies? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's the secret of the game. It's Keebler. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it's Keebler universe. <laughs> yeah. Follow that owl. Absolutely. So you guys make it to the tree. Listeners at home, <laughs> very happy. Okay. So. Cool beans. Go ahead. All right, guys. Uh, the fluffy little owl. It. Uh, floats in, admit you to the tree, and you find yourself in a very small living space. So uh, the, the kind of part of the hollow that you enter to get into the tree, it opens into a small room. Uh, the small room is lined on two sides um, by a thick growth, uh, growth of beautiful green moss. Uh, the second strangest thing about this place seems to be the total lack of yellow fungus or spore that heralds the sickness. The strangest thing about this place is it appears there is some sort of occult slash arcane scrawling on the floor opposite the entrance. And the circle seems to have been disturbed by someone either kicking it or wiping it away with their bare hands. Uh, And that is right here. See this? Everybody see that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys have entered uh, into the tree and this side of the room is covered in beautiful moss and this side of the room is covered in beautiful moss um, and you guys are kind of in here and uh, yeah so there you go have fun exploring can I make out anything from the writing at the front maybe by doing had it i had something i swear i had something for this <laughs> i have oh. knowledge knowledge religion or knowledge arcana for that oh definitely a knowledge arcana role could be thrown here 
Yeah, I was gonna ask if a knowledge nature could also be rolled. That could be rolled for something different. Okay. Uh, so that was supposed to be read magic, not detect. Okay. Matibius, you were amazing at combat and shit and everything else. <laughs> I just kind of like look at it and lean in and go, it seems to be circular. <laughs> <laughs> Circle. Genius. I'm like, I casted Flare earlier. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's see where we're at in our rolls. We've got... Um, let's see, that's the... Wait, okay, so... Knowledge Arcane. Uh, okay, Knowledge Arcane. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely some sort of warding or binding magic, but it seems old, like super old. You're not sure how old, but older than anything you've seen. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll let the rest of the party know that. Okay, Allegan, it's definitely magic, but it's smoldering magic. You cast attack magic, it's on the sheet. You know how these things work. You made the roll, sir. Can you hear me? Um, how, yeah. how, uh, how, how long ago it was disturbed? Um, the It's smoldering. The detect magic will probably let them know that it's been disturbed for, I would say, a little over seven hours ago. Oh, pretty recently. Uh, Nydia, your knowledge arcane is also going to let you know that this is uh, warding magic. Um, it's old warding magic, and it's warding magic of a, of a school... Of, uh, of casters known as um, Wood Priests. Uh, wood Priests have a more common name. Uh, they're called Druids. But no one has really heard of Druids in ages. So this has got to be some old hoodoo. Uh, Ravi, you pick up the same amount of uh, information that Ogan did, um, that it's it's old caster magic. And Mativius, it's a circle. <laughs> So, Ravy, do you have any books on druid magic? It seems like if we can, maybe we should fix this circle. Druids? Yeah. Aren't those just fables? Um, maybe, yeah. Hi. Have you seen have you seen any store? Do you have any books uh, mytholo- on the mythology of druids? Maybe a children's book. <laughs> I can look. Look and see what if it's a simple. There were such wood priests. They haven't been here for thousands of years. Would I be able to roll a knowledge history for this? I would go for that. Thank you. While the scholars are all inspecting the circle, uh, I'll give you your history in a second. While the scholars are all inspecting the circle, um, Mativius, you see the your fluffy little savior um, kind of drift to the ground, and um, he's starting to flicker. And uh, you, you notice that Father Gregory seems to be um, also very pale and, and drained, as if he's weakened. Everybody else is kind of looking at the at the circle and kind of inspecting and seeing what's going on. But you're seeing, he looks um, he looks like he stayed up for nights and nights on end. Um, and you can kind of put together that maybe the force that brought the owl manifestation here 
and the staff might be deraining Father Gregory, and he might need to take himself a little bit of a nappy nap. Yeah, I'll just kind of like uh, bend down to him, give him a little bit of a slap in the face, and say, "You, you're right there, buddy." I, did. I just, I just need to, I just need to rest. I feel so tired. I feel so tired. And he sounds like just like he's at his in, his wits end. He just sounds. I'm just so tired. And the little owl is flickering as it's moving its way back to the staff, and it's crawling up the staff. And he says, "Can I just, can I just sleep for a little bit?" And I hear this, and I. I'm all, yeah, yeah, and help him lay down, get him comfortable on some nice soft moss. Uh, And he gets, as you're getting him comfortable on some nice soft moss, uh, you can see that there seems to be some long-fingered handprints that are staining the moss on this side of the room, right over here. Right here? Yeah. Right there. Uh, that look like the they they're made with the same pigments used to create the circle. That was not me. <laughs> that was the D and D motorcycle. Nice. Um. All right. So uh, I want to look around some more and see if I see any other evidence of the handprints. Okay. Now, while you're getting him situated and kind of poking your head around, you watch the owl kind of crawl back into the staff and the dome that was over him earlier re-manifests except now it seems to be blocking this door so it's it's blocking the entrance in okay uh, and it seems to, almost as if a ward has been cast while he's sleeping to protect the entrance to this place one more time. What was that? Is it on the other side as well? Oh, no, it's just right here. It's right here. It's not on this side. Okay, so to the north, that's just a protective spell. Right. Or it was. It was, yeah. And these are two tunnels. There's a tunnel that goes this way, and there's a tunnel that goes this way. Um, and so let me get to the history roll real quick. Oh, yes. And then we'll get to Ma'at's perception roll. So the history roll. Um... You know that druids are, like you said, aren't they just folklore? Um, If they ever existed at all, a lot of people currently believe that they were just an offshoot of, uh, you know, a combination of clerical and divine magic that was focused on nature. There have been no druids in Maya for ages. They just don't exist. They're not around. Historically speaking, there there were casters who were known as druids or wood priests or you know friends of the earth or the elves would call them salavria salavra i'm sorry salavrea um which essentially just means um the leafed ones uh so there were these entities who were able to move and shift nature uh in a sort of um you know hydromancy uh earthom uh, geomancy kind of way but they they they're not real you know this this would be like somebody saying uh hey yeah we just walked into a tree and uh and there's just a bunch of atlanteans hanging out you know you you hear tales of atlantis and people look for atlantis but you don't you don't find atlantis or do you you know that that's kind of where you're at here you're you're kind of like your logical brain is going this is 
there's got to be a different explanation here. And you're, uh, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're more, um, exploratory myth solving brain is going, did I actually just find actual evidence of a druid? Like what the hell is going on? So that's that your two kind of sides are fighting right now. Uh, or busters. Gotcha. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at. Um, you, uh, my, your perception roll shows that it looks like whatever wiped this out was using bare hands and feet to scuff up this circle, um, digging up a fair amount of dust and, and, and dirt that had grown over it um, to, to, to ruin it, to basically unmake this ward. And something passed through it uh, and left. So there was something that was, was kept on the other side of it. You're just not sure wh- which other side. So I see tracks leading out. You see um, very, yeah, very faint ash footprints leading out. Okay. And from stepping on the circle and scuffing it. Yep. Okay. So I pointed out to everybody. Hmm. And you said it's long fingers. Long fingers. If I put my hand up to it with my long fingers. Very similar. Very no idea. You know these woods better than any of us. Does this look like any creature that you've come across before? It looks like a hag. Am I right, Anton? You are dead, dead right. Oh my. Are we in a hag's house? Well, a hag never lives somewhere like this. Yeah. This place is verdant and, and healthy growth. There's no sign of a sickness here. There's no sign of blight or weirding. This is... Um, this place is too good. This is a place that someone like me might live, but not. I'm not like other very many other hags. I'm guessing it's taking a shot from um, Even if I... Like, would I... Do I feel comfortable in this place, Anton? Yeah. You do. Um, you all kind of feel at ease here. It, it feels very peaceful, um, very serene, which is strange because you're used to living in a society in a world where being outside in nature is terrifying. We're always scared of something. Right. And I now go you're, down the hallway. you're in a tree and you're not terrified. There's two hallways. Which one? I'll go left. Move yourself and I'll reveal what you see as you go. All right. Did the uh, spellcraft show me anything new about this circle? Uh, no. No, no, no. Okay. It's, this is your off book, man. Oh, you don't have to draw. You can literally move your character. Uh, no, that's what I was trying to do. Okay. <laughs> so let me erase that really quick. <laughs> Boop. 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 Baby, I, I wouldn't... Don't move too far from the group. I'll, uh, I'll go with I her. I say to her if she leaves, I um, guess I'll be to follow her and keep an eye on her. All right. Thanks. Hold, hold on one second. You guys have, you can see to there. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Sorry. I'm I'm still, I'm still getting the, uh, getting the, the hang of the reveal area stuff. Give me a second. Give me a second. There you go. You guys can see to there. No worries. I am also uh, getting used to not drawing on the map, so I just have to click the pointer. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to keep going. 
All right. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I come around in the corner and I, and shout, "Should I stay here with Gregory, or come with y'all?" I shrug. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, no, I just wanted to make I just wanted to make sure Ravy didn't get hurt or you know yeah. do something she couldn't handle on her own. Have a very one track mind. Anton, for my decision, what's my relationship with Voltrace? Can I just like meditate and talk to her? Um, yeah, you you get more uh, divine inclinations than you do direct conversations. Okay. So I'm not gonna get any solid answers. I will get emotions. Right. Brilliant question as a PC, by the way. Maybe just that that goes to uh, that goes to your credit as a player. That's very well done. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow them because um, I think the owl can help take care of Gregory. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be kind of right behind. How long ago was the uh, the viper? Fifteen twenty minutes. Fifteen twenty. Okay. So what my time of day, What time of day is it now? Um, it's close to. Uh, it's probably close to dusk at this point. And what is the lighting situation back here the whole place seems to be illuminated by um the the tree okay so you're inside of a tree uh so so the walls are made of of essentially root and wood and the wood itself is lightly glowing so it's it's like um it's like candlelight kind of uh but it's as opposed to giving off that more soft glow that you get from bioluminescent it's almost as if it's giving off um a candlelight so it's flickering uh as if it's it's alive the light itself is alive as opposed to a um a constant glow that you would get from like uh like one of the jellyfish or something There's, but it's or not inside cold. Groot yeah, yeah okay I mean that's a way to look at it <laughs> okay so uh, a... go ahead let me get down to my oh. notes go ahead man. as someone who's touched by the plane of positive energy am i getting any familiar yeah this feelings is, this from is, this yeah this is positive energy in a big mouth okay all right cool let me read some stuff to you so the bird passage leads to a small room it seems remarkably comfortable for being somewhere under a massive tree uh the room has a small bed that seems to be carved out of a large mushroom stalk it's just right here there's a large bed Oh, that's not my pointer. There's my pointer. Right there. There's a bed. Uh, the large bed seems to be carved out of a mushroom stalk. Um, it seems to have sheets, very nicely made sheets that seem to be made from thin layers of mushroom and moss. And it even seems to be pillows that seem to be made of knitted together fibrous mushroom tissues. Uh, at the foot of the bed, there's a foot locker carved out of wood. Um, and it's a, it's a golden-colored wood with a deep amber grooves. And then over here in the... Oh, and there's no uh, visible, like, keyhole or anything. It's just a open, closed, top-type, top-hinged footlocker. And over here, there's a... Um, it looks like a, a, a table or pedestal that one would have a globe on, except... There isn't a globe. There's a a flat disc of 
very intricately carved the wood, but it's way over there and you have to get to it to see it. So, um, Ravy, you're the first in the room. Where are you headed? We'll kind of walk through that way. Okay. Flat disc. That's Let's cool. Do it. We're going to go there. Uh, who's going, who's coming in the room next? That would be Mativius. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to kind of like hang back here and make sure like nothing's coming. Okay. Smart. Down. Ogan, where are you heading, bro? I'm going to move into the room, just kind of cautiously, keeping an eye out. Okay. Allegan? Uh, well, now that I've realized sort of a familial bond with this wood, I'm just sort of making my way down the hall, running my hand okay. down it, just trying to, I don't know, get a feeling of it or, yeah, vibe, trying to to gel with it. And what is Nettie doing? As much as I, so I, I don't want to separate from my friends, so I'm standing back to where I can see them, but um, I'm still keeping an eye on Gregory, and I'm contemplating: is could I like collect some of this stuff that got wiped away and try to redraw the circle? The circle is incredibly intricate. Okay. Um, the patterns have uh, th- there's just too much of it that's been lost. Um, you think if you understood what it was originally, you might be able to recreate it, but it's just, it would be as if someone covered someone's entire body with henna Mm -hmm. and then wiped a a swath of it away to recreate the exact pattern that would more than likely be needed to create the effect of whatever was done would be next to impossible. And Ravy didn't find anything on that. Right. All right. I'll, I'll still stay here. Okay. Ravy, let's have fun. <laughs> In the court of the room is a small basin-like table, much like something that you would see a globe sitting on. But instead, there's a flat disc. Uh, well, carved upon this flat disc, uh, you see forests, foothills, rivers, streams, caves, and even, as you're looking at this, cinderfall. It's all carved out of wood, like a topographical map with a 300 mile radius. You see the tree that you guys are in. You see, you know, that you've probably traveled about uh, 30 miles uh, to your current location away from Cinderfall. You can see everything in a 300 mile radius. Take into account that traveling on foot, the average human can travel about, uh, I would say 60 miles a day on foot. So just think 300 miles seems like a lot, but not really that huge of an area. But still, you're looking at this and you've seen very detailed maps. You've never seen anything this detailed. Okay, can, so I don't need to roll knowledge geography, but I can tell everyone that it's a map. Right. And that I recognize that it's home. Right. Okay. So I would let the party know, uh, hey guys, I found a map over here and it has Cinderfall on it. Wow. Is it Cinderfall in the center? No. Okay. The tree is in the center. The tree is in the very center. Okay. Is where we're going on the map? No. That would be farther away than 300 miles. Okay. Hmm. You guys are traveling it's a great piece of craftsman. It's a great piece of craftsmanship. Yeah. It's very impressive. Um, let me get a dex check from you, Ravi. 
Ravy, sorry. That's never good. I <laughs> usually. Is this because I touched it? <laughs> oh, it's because I touched oh, it. You rolled a fall one. over. <laughs> oh. So uh, you poke oh, it. No. Your hand actually makes contact with it. And, uh, and it's interesting. It's actually not a horrible effect like everybody's assuming. <laughs> it's interesting, though. Um, your hand makes contact with the tray. You don't break any of it. Uh, but your hand makes contact with the tray. And a, a shimmering uh, line of kind of gossamer energy creeps out from the tree and snakes its way across the mat to a large outcropping of stones which you recognize to be near the foothills of the Northrend Mountains. And from that stone, two lines of light to be, begin to reach out and touch two more geographical locations. And from those two points, four lines of light reach out. From those two point, or those four points, eight lines, and, and so on and so forth, until the entirety of the disc is covered with uh, this webwork of lines that could only be described as kind of a glowing, poorly drawn grid over the land. And you notice that on this grid, there are three cells that are illuminated with a soft yellow light, and the rest of the cells are dim. You're muted. Sorry, I touched a thing. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but it's lighted up now. <laughs> are you are you okay? I'm fine. Hands okay. It's still attached. <laughs> does uh, does uh, Ravy recognize these three cells as like geographical places she would know, or? I mean, uh, is Ravy going to be inspecting to see what the cells are? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, she's got a No, no. I, I just, figured she was the librarian. <laughs> she had the best chance. Yeah. She seems more worried about her fingers right now. I'm very yeah. worried about my hand, and I just rolled one, so I don't think my mind is right there right now. Totally cool. <laughs> so I, I look at her hand. How does her hand look? Uh, they're fine. Her hands are fine. Okay. Still attached. Good. Uh, I'll ask you, you said Cinderfall was on this map? Yes. Um, many places are on this map. Uh, can I roll Knowledge Geography now? That's what I need you to roll. Yeah. I'm going to say, is the location of that city of uh, stars on there? The mines? Uh, they actually are within range, yes. It is on here. I'm gonna make my way into the room as well. Okay. Geography 22. Um, what you are going to be able to tell is that underneath the three illuminated uh, parts of this poorly, crudely constructed grid, uh, one seems to be a cave in the south um, that's near some more lands that nobody goes near because it's blighted. One seems to be uh, near the swamps in the west also an area that nobody goes to. Um, it's considered witch-haunted woods. Um, and one seems to be about 80 miles north, moving rapidly towards the ice coast. You're actually watching as the, the grid of light moves. 
but no, but the other two don't. Right, the other two are stationary. Can I roll to see if these are scribe related? You're putting it together. You mean like scrying? No, scribe related. Scribe of Solaris. Gotcha. Go ahead. Roll. Roll, roll, roll. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Which one would I be rolling for that? Uh, Knowledge Arcana? Probably, yeah. Shit. Okay, only because you rolled a 20. Only because you rolled a 20. I got Um, 34. Holy (laughs) God. Golly. Whatever's moving is moving at the same pace as a manifestation would move. Uh, But these areas would never be somewhere that any member of Solaris would be. So if there was another organization active that was being tracked by a member of Solaris or an affiliate or some such, would they have access to the same types of conjuring or manifestations that served them and their causes? That's what this is making you think. I want to investigate the rest of this room. Okay. She just bursts by everybody. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm coming over here and I'm throwing open the wooden chest. Okay. Um, let me get. I'm a going spot. to move out of her way. because <laughs> <laughs> you were right. You were right here, right, Ogan? Yes. Let me get a spot check from you before you move. I'd also like a spot check from Al again. Or perception. Uh, sorry, perception. Yeah. Perception check. Okay. I'm used to spot. I. That's a good roll. 23. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So as she throws, the, I'm assuming, throws the lid up on this thing. Ravy? Yes, I'm okay. throwing it up. Caution as she throws the, the lid up, you guys see uh, there is one of those elongated handprints on oh. the top of this. Oh, as no. If, as if somebody had opened it previously. Mm. You guys see that. You can hold that knowledge, do what you want with it. I'm going to explain what you're seeing inside the, the case. Uh, inside the chest, at the foot of the bed, there's a footlocker carved from old hardwood. Gold, it, that's gold wood that's lined with deep amber grooves. And uh, there's like a fletching, uh, kind of like flex of burden knot holes in it, or a little green flex in it. No locker, lock or latch, clearly, as you just threw the damn thing open. For you guys that made your perception check, uh, not the person opening, <laughs> a grimy, long-fingered handprint on the lid seems totally out of place on this serene box. Foot Locker, of course, opens easy. Inside, quite a few strange items, um, as well as spaces where it looks like maybe some items are missing. What you see is a book, a string of wooden beads, a torque carved from soft ash wood that resembles antlers, uh, clearly a holy symbol of Foltrace, and uh, a bunch of bundles of herbs and odds and ends, small knives, vials, threads, basically bits of bone. Seems like components for various alchemic and medical purposes that have also been stored in here. So that's what you see. I ignore everything and pick up the book. Okay. I mentioned to Ravi that the one of those handprints is on top of the chest or it might be missing some things. 
And I would like to investigate this table over here for similar handprints. Okay. So you pick up the book. What are you doing with the book? I'm going to crack it open. Okay. So I'm going to say that it's probably going to take you maybe five minutes or so to gauge what this book is all about. So I'm going to deal with everybody else in the party and what they're doing while you're you're messing with this book. Cool. I'm, are you going to keep the book? I'm going to read it. Okay. Uh, on your character sheet, I'd like you to put the book of Malik. M-A-L-E-K. Malik. And we'll get back to what the book is in a little bit. All right. Um, so we've got... Allegan is going to go over to the table and inspect for handprints. Yes. You're not seeing any handprints. Okay. And the circle back at the front, can we tell if that was disturbed from the outside in the same way we traveled in? You feel like you need to go spend more time investigating. I want to look in the chest. Um, so then I would see the full trace antler. Yes. There is a, you know what a torque is, right? Are you familiar with no. torque? Okay. Nope. Um, torques are normally carved out of metal and they're uh, essentially picture like a picture like a nose ring in your head. You know, it has like a two little balls on one side and a little art. Okay. It's like that, but it goes around the neck or the arm. Um, it was typically worn as a status symbol. They can also be cut to exchange for goods and services. It was more of a, a primitive methodology of carrying your, your money with you, but being able to wear it to kind of show your wealth. So you could spend it, but you could also carry it. This is, is something that would go around the neck, uh, and it is, it, it is all carved out of one piece of ash wood, and it resembles two antlers emblazoned with the holy symbol of Foltrace. Super old. No, ancient, ancient old. Super well, old. There's too many things that are telling me I need to meditate and talk. try to talk to Full Trace. I'd like to pick it up okay. and sit on the edge of the bed okay. and, and meditate. Okay. So that'll be what you're up to? Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Ogan, you do anything, man? I'm going to guard the hallway, make sure nothing comes up from behind us while this is going on. Okay. I'm going to go back and forth between where we came and uh, the hallway we haven't gone down yet. Excellent. Just right here. Just kind of keep you know, keep watch while everybody's doing their thing. Okay. Mativus? I'll do the same. So there's one at each each side at a time. Makes we'll sense. Uh, switch it up. You guys are such a, a, a nicely tuned party. Uh, I love it, man. It makes me Well, happy. we've been together for 20 years. Right. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> it's, I mean, it just makes me... It's it, it's a testament to how good of players you are. It makes me happy. Um, again, I see you moved yourself. What are you doing? Yes, I'm going to go back and inspect... I want to inspect the circle, this time okay. not looking at what it is composed of, but how someone has moved through it okay. and possibly where they have gone to. Do you want to crack a roll or take a 20? If we're reading and meditating, I'll go ahead and take a 20. Okay. So let's jump back. Ravi, Ravi, I'm going to explain to you the book. Are you ready? The book seems to be an account of the life of a wood priest named Malik. It seems to be an early volume, one of many, uh, but you're not necessarily sure what number. 
Uh, it seems to contain both the accounts of his day-to-day -day exploration of the area, the surrounding area, what he refers to as his glade. You're putting two and two together. The 300-mile radius is more than likely the area that he's talking about. But it also seems to catalog a great deal of information about mold, moss, and fungus. Uh, you would think that maybe studying this may not only turn up bits of information about the life of a wood priest, or as they are more commonly known in some circles, a druid, but it may provide some insight into the natural world, including the treatment and eradication of the yellow fungus. That's huge. Nidia doesn't know anything about this, but I'm so stoked. <laughs> My eyes grow super wide. Yeah, you, you're like, this can't be real. I mean, it almost feels like you have two, there's two parts of your brain fighting because one part of your brain is like, this is clearly a book of fiction written as a life account. But the other part of your brain is like, Look at the paper, look at the handwriting, look at the age. This would have to be the greatest hoax ever perpetrated. Magic yeah. couldn't even create something that has had this patina on it. What? Like you're 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 literally two polar sides arguing with each other inside your mind right now. As you're trying to devour bits and pieces of information from this. You feel like it's going to take you months to study this book. Um yeah but whatever knowledge it contains and, and what happened to the other volumes. That's the other thing. Does this volume contain the information about the yellow fungus that we seek? You haven't had time to read it. It would probably take you, like I said, months to get through the whole so thing. So that I will have to continue reading it. Uh, okay. So, Nadia, you, you, you focus your mind. You cleanse yourself. You... You picture yourself in the middle of the glades. You inhale, exhale. I call to Mother Wood Dancer. And what what guidance are you seeking? What information are you trying to glean? I want to inform her if she doesn't already know um, that the and I didn't write down the high goddess quote unquote goddess's name, mm. um, but I but Nydia would know it. Right. What is it? Kendrel. Kendrel. So I say, um, Mother Wood Dancer, uh, Kendrel has um, poisoned your forests, and the hags are up to no good. They've um, I'm sure you can sense where I am right now, and they it appears they've been here, in a place they should not be. So then, I just, um, if you can give me any guidance, um, for example, can I, and I hold the vial, the gross vial in my hand, can I, can I find the cure for this? Can you help me stop the Kendrill's plans? Um, roll a perception check. Okay. You hear in this moment, Ravi turns 
Ravy turns. She bumps the footlocker. There's some shuffling of items inside, as if she knocked some things over. She cares not for anything that she knocked over inside, as she stands up and is walking around looking at this book. But you distinctly hear the sound of uh, what would be described as a handful of beads clattering into wood. And that sound alerts me. Like That's for the some... sound you hear. If for some reason in the silence, in your headspace, in your mind's eye, everything's quiet, you're very focused, you're very centered, and then in that moment, you hear the sound of beads colliding with wood. Okay. That's all you hear. And it seems to be coming from the footlocker. All right. So I go back to the footlocker with that sound still ringing in my ears and see if I can locate the beads or whatever it is. Oh yeah, there's there's a uh, bracelet of a string of wooden beads that seem all to be carved from a single piece of wood. And they seem to radiate a feeling of calmness and positivity, as if someone would wear... But it's, it's a small ring. It's not something you wear around your neck. It seems more like a bracelet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I put it on. Do I feel anything? Holy shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I need a little save. Oh, man. Yeah. Poop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I touched damn. the thing with a one, but you're the one going to lose a hand. But... Oh, we're going to see what happens here. Oh. I got, I got a 21. That's not enough. It's <laughs> not? No. Oops. I'm gonna go the, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to hit the restroom. We'll be right back. Okay. Oh, <laughs> 